0: how important it is to look to Jesus to study his life and to let his holy spirit make us into his wonderful image this truly is the christmas story to become like Jesus may this be our heart's cry yesterday i shared with you how important it is to look unto Jesus and i shared scriptures with you from the old testament how god instructed abram to look up and to believe and how we are not to look back to sin and wickedness as lot's wife did and died But rather we are to turn aside as Moses did and look at the astonishing things of God. He so desires to show us great and mighty and peaceful things so that we can make a difference in this world and that he can make a difference in us. He has called and chosen each of us to make a difference in our little sphere of life. Where God puts us is where he will use us. Today, I want to share some thoughts from the Gospel of Luke regarding Zachariah, the father of John the Baptist. And then um, on the birth of John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus, there are some great principles of faith as we look at these two lives. In verse 5, it says that in the time of Herod, king of Judea, um, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. Zechariah had come, it, this scripture uh, tells as you study it out, from a long line of priests. First of all, his name means the Lord remembers. So this is important because the Lord is about to remember Zechariah. Um, verse 5 continues with his wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. So Elizabeth also came from a priestly family background. She and her husband, Zechariah, were devout Jews, the scripture says, that both of them were upright in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commandments and regulations, and they were without blame. But they had no children, because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well along in years. The name Elizabeth means the oath of God. God is getting ready to remember Zechariah and Elizabeth with a promise of a child. Verse 8 of Luke uh, 1 continues with the story. Once when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot according to the custom of the priesthood to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. Now, the there were 24 shifts into which the Jewish priesthood had been divided by David back in First Chronicles chapter 24. And each shift was called on to serve at the temple in Jerusalem twice a year from Sabbath to Sabbath. And there were so many priests at this time that the privilege of burning incense in the holy place came only once in a lifetime, even if at all. So it's really important that the lot had fallen to Zechariah to burn incense. It was going to be a once in a lifetime experience. God knows who to choose and when to choose to usher in his purposes and to continue the work in each individual life. Verse 10 goes on to say, and when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. Now, it is also interesting to note in this gospel account that it opens with people praying at the temple with both the priest and people praying. It is an appropriate time and setting for a divine revelation and miracle of God. So the scripture continues and says, then an angel of the Lord appeared to Zechariah, standing at the right hand. Um, the right-hand side of the altar of incense. Now, the angel appearing at the right side of the altar symbolizes favor. God is about to bestow favor upon this man. So when Zechariah, it says, saw him, the angel, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to give him the name John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from birth. Many of the people of Israel will he bring back to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Now note what wonderful things the angel has just told this man of God who has been a priest for a long time and walked with God for years the angel begins by saying don't be afraid your prayer has been heard so obviously Zechariah had prayed for a child then the angel tells him the name of the son John meaning the favor of grace uh, the grace of Jehovah and he was to bring joy and gladness to his parents and then the angel gives three principles regarding John's life that we as Christians can also apply to our daily lives First, it's separation unto God. John was never to drink neither wine nor strong drink. God calls each of us to separate ourselves from things that he knows can and will destroy our testimony and make our lives ineffective for the kingdom. The Christian life is about sanctifi- sanctification, which means simply set apart. Set apart for the things of God. Um, what has God asked you? beloved, to separate from. Secondly, John would be great in his spiritual infilling of the Holy Spirit. If we are to grow spiritually and be effective in this world for the kingdom of God, we must be filled with the Spirit, daily asking the Spirit's guidance and relying on His strength and not on our own. We are to learn to live in and walk in the power in the presence of the Holy Spirit. With the constant infilling of the Spirit, we will have the boldness we need when we need it. And thirdly, John would be great, it says, in his role as a witness to the Messiah. He would turn many of the Jewish people to the Lord. His ministry would be like that of Elijah the prophet seeking to bring the people into right relationship with God through repentance. Right relationships begins with repentance and reconciliation. Just as John would strive to gather out of the world people who would become believers in Jesus and be ready for his appearing on earth, so should we be busy gathering souls out of this old world for Christ's sake and also for his second and final appearance. But one of the things that has amazed me about this story in Luke chapter 1 is the unbelief of Zechariah. Verse 18 says that Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. I want to say, but Zechariah, don't you believe that God answers prayer? And not only is God about ready to answer his long-awaited prayer of giving him a son, but giving him a son with a special call and purpose in life. Oh, to believe the goodness of God when we pray, that he will give us much more than we ask above and beyond our request. Then I love verse 19. For the angel declares who he is and who is Zachariah to question his authority. The angel answered, I am Gabriel, and I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their proper time. Wow, this shows that there are consequences to our unbelief, just as there are conquests to our believing. It is as Gabriel said, as if he had said, who are you to question and doubt the goodness of God? Beloved child of God, how long have you walked with God? What prayer have you asked of Him, yet it is still unfulfilled? It isn't how long we wait for the answer For time is nothing to God Time is His not ours It is what we are learning while we are waiting And the greatest thing that we can learn in the process of waiting is trust Zachariah was looking at his cir- circumstances How can this be for I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years as well Did he not have the story of Abraham and Sarah to look back on? If God had done it for them, would he not do it for him and Elizabeth as well? Where had his faith lapsed? You know, we should grow stronger with the years in believing God, for we have a history with God. We can look back and see the many answers that he has granted and the provision that he has given. Gabriel told Zechariah that the words he spoke would come true at their proper time. I really don't think it is a matter of God not answering our prayers. It is a matter of timing, God's timing. Trust Him today, beloved, with your unanswered prayers. And as you go about your daily obedience to Him, I promise you that He will remember you at just the right time. You've been listening to Faith to Live By with Sue Taylor. If you would like to write with your comments,